episode of Come Over for Dinner. I'm so excited you're joining me today. Today I have a very special guest. Her name is Olivia Grauke. She has three children ranging from 14 to 18. Two are at Logos School where I work and one is a freshman in college this year. She and her husband have lived in the Northwest most of their lives. They've moved all over the Northwest and currently he works as a radiologist and she helps him with real estate investing and does property management as well as feeding three teenage kids. <laughs> so she has a lot to tell us about hospitality and food. I'm excited to hear what she has to say. Welcome, Olivia. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. So my family moved to Idaho back in the early 1980s. And so I grew up here and went to Logos all the way through and then stayed local for college, went to U of I. My husband and I got married, and we've been away for about 15, 18 years, somewhere in there, and then came back in 2020. That's so exciting because your family is thrilled to have you back. Yes, we have both both sides of the family here and some siblings left in town, so that's really fun. So much fun, especially to have cousins near each other. Yes, so many cousins. My kids have 18 first cousins. Oh, that's, that's great. It's fun. Lots and lots of teenagers and late elementary years right now. So it's fun. So you mentioned earlier, I want you to tell us a little bit about all of the things that you do for hospitality. I know you have friends and family over. You mentioned earlier your daughter attending U of I, University of Idaho, as a freshman. And you were talking about starting a soup night, which I had another guest on here. Jenny's story does the same thing. Tell me a little bit about what your plans are. So right now we're planning on having just a weekly soup night. I think we're going to do soup just because that's proven to be the most easy, sustainable thing. And it works really well in the Northwest because it gets cold here pretty quick. Yeah, for sure. So we're just going to leave it as an open invite to all of the U of I and Wazoo kids or kids who are that age, but are not at college and they're just working full time. So we just have, my daughter has probably at least, you know, three or four friends who are just working and not going to school too. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of want to make it an open invite and do that every week. And then hopefully I've got a couple friends that we're going to take turns doing the cooking. So even though we're hosting every, every week, I'm hoping that we can take turns doing all the food. Yes. Tag teaming is a great idea when it comes to prepping for that many people. Yeah. It makes it more fun, but also more doable and sustainable over a long period of time. Yeah. So I hope I'm hoping that we'll get that going next week. So that's on my list to do is get the the schedule set up. So that's such a great idea for kids, especially starting a brand new environment, such as a college, you know, where they only know a few people to be able to come somewhere every week and gather their friends or classmates that they've just met and just just have a great time together eating and fellowshipping. What a great idea. Yeah, it should be really fun. And my daughter's already met some other kids from out of town who are in her program and she wants to be able to invite them to something and everybody always wants to come for food. Mm -hmm. So it should be really fun. And if they're from out of town, they're especially looking for a good home cooked meal. (laughs) A lot of them are just, you know, stuck in the dorms. Yes. And a smiling mom face. (laughs) Yeah, It feels like home to be here having soup. Exactly. So what is the favorite menu you might choose to serve for dinner? So speaking of soup night, we, I do have, um, I have a, 
uh, smoky ham and corn chowder that I make. And that so, sounds amazing. And we do not have, I don't think, we, I'll have to look at my index. Speaking of anything we talk about, you can find on the comeoverfordinner.com website. Look under the index for these recipes. I'm pretty sure I do not have this type of soup okay. on that index. So okay. tell us about it. Okay. Well, it's always one that is the most popular out of anything that I've ever made. So everybody loves it. You do three different kinds. It's definitely like pork heavy because you do three different kinds of meat, pork chops, bacon, and then also just smoked ham. It's just really, it's pretty simple. There's veggies and potatoes, and then you just add the corn and the cream at the end. So it's really, it's really delicious. And I, I always, you can serve it just as like a side with other things. And so I've done both ways. I've done it as the main course. Mm-hmm. I've done it as a side. Sometimes if we have like a lot of little kids, I'll also serve it with drumsticks on the side. Like, I know it sounds funny, but you're making a funny face. <laughs> <laughs> Picturing. But, so we'll drumsticks do, with the soup. With so the what I like three to different do, meat soup. Well, okay. So <laughs> let me clarify. Prove this. Let me clarify. I always serve it with biscuits. Oh, that sounds delicious. And so that makes it like I always have an extra big plate where I serve it with biscuits and a salad. And then sometimes we'll do just like this giant platter of smoked drumsticks. That sounds amazing. The whole meal is very smoky. Mm -hmm. Goes really well with like biscuits and honey. And I just have found over the years that a lot of little kids like littler ones, mm-hmm. they may not eat like a ton of soup. That's true. And so It's a lot easier to have a piece of meat to, yeah, or a drumstick to hold drumsticks. on to. Yeah. It's a finger food. So mm-hmm. it just is easy. Mm-hmm. And, and I've served the soup either by itself without doing that. And then it's totally fine because you can do like a salad and biscuits, but you can also make, you can have more people. Like if you are suddenly like, Oh, there's a couple, you know, there's another family that we want to add on or whatever. And then you can just beef it up with like grabbing some, it doesn't have to be drumsticks. It can be thighs or like whatever, but you can just throw those on the Traeger too. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden your soup sudden, is going a lot further yeah. because they have a main dish. Yeah. But it's also just like an easy finger food to just add to the plate. So you're still doing that on the side. Do you have a specific salad or a favorite biscuit recipe you make? Or do you buy a salad to make it quicker? What do you do when you're planning your sides? I go through, I mean, I definitely rotate through a couple different salads. But for this one, the soup is pretty, I mean, it's very hearty. Mm -hmm. It sounds like it. It sounds (laughs) like I'm planning it this weekend. (laughs) I mean, it's a chowder. So you can make it as heavy as you want or not, Mm -hmm. depending on how much you know, just the quantities of how you want to adjust it. But I just do like a simple arugula salad with maybe some shaved Parmesan inside, like mixing that around and then just doing a really simple lemon vinaigrette mm-hmm. and something just kind of to take something a little bit more acidic to, to cut the, the fat of like, you know, mm-hmm. this is a triple Pork a triple chowder. pork chowder that everyone <laughs> yes. loves, but they need a good get green salad yes. on the side. So I just do a really simple, a simple acidic lemon salad. Mm-hmm. Something that tastes yeah. fresh and bright. Fresh and bright. Yeah, because I also serve it with biscuits. 
I love Peter Reinhardt's recipe for biscuits. Have you heard of Peter Reinhardt? I don't think I have. He wrote this book that I have used for a really long time. I think, I, I don't know if I wrote it down. I think it's called Artisan Breads Every Day or something like okay. that. Okay. I think this, I've heard of that book. I've had that cookbook for a really long time, and I everything I have made from there has always turned out perfectly. So I love his biscuit recipe, and I have just been making that for a really, really long time, and it just turns out every time. Okay. I quickly looked up Peter Reinhardt on Wikipedia. American baker, educator, and author. He is most known for writing Bread Revolution and some other things. What was the name of the book you said you had? My The one that I use the most is Artisan Breads Every Day. I think that's the name of it. I do like Bread Revolution as well, although I have never been a prolonged, dedicated bread baker, I will say. I love his, um, he's got a pizza dough recipe that's really good in there. And he has got great pictures, great methods, and all metric measurements, which I also really like. Really? You do? Do you have a scale where you weigh all the ingredients? Mm -hmm. That's very precise. And I believe, isn't that how true bakers do it? I think so. I mean, if you want, for baking, if you want it to turn out the same every time, it's, it's it's so much more precise. But it's also just, I think it's faster. Okay. I think it's just faster when you're putting them in and just watching the number on the scale, you can, mm-hmm. you don't have to, you don't have, have to right measure and make, and yeah. make sure like if you're scooping flour that you're not compacting yeah. it, you want to make it airy and then level yeah. it at the top. But if you're just putting yeah. it by weight, I looked up a picture of the book, Peter Reinhardt's Artisan Breads Every Day, Fast and Easy Recipes for World-Class Breads. I don't recognize the cover, so I don't think this is, this isn't the one I was thinking of. I don't think I have heard of this book. I don't know where I got it, but I've had it for many, many years. That is very a very fun recommendation. So your favorite, you mentioned the pizza dough. You said, did you mention that you do have a biscuit recipe out of here? Yeah. I think it's like titled like the best biscuit recipe ever. Okay. And it's in that book. So Okay. That sounds amazing. That sounds so delicious. And it's yeah. it's good to know tried and true recipes where you know, okay, I can... Yeah. I can do this even for guests for the first time, and you know it's going to turn out. Well, you probably have a tried and true biscuit recipe being from the South. I do have a note. <laughs> I keep a binder. I'm old school. In fact, I when I find recipes online, I still want to and sometimes do print them and put them in the binder, especially if they're a favorite, because yeah. I'm trying to come up with, and I have had some great suggestions on this podcast about how to organize digital recipes because you forget. Yeah. Like if you find a favorite on a website, well, a year later, do you even remember you made it or where it was, even if you can remember that you made it? So how do you... How do you organize it? How do you organize it? Yeah. yeah. And so, I feel like I'm a, I'm the, whatever they call it, where I'm half in the tech mm-hmm. and then half in the the generation of like me still too. writing everything down. Yes, me too. So, I have my binder, but then yeah. I've started a Google Doc. <laughs> Yes. I think it was Katie Grauke who said tabs. She does tabs under a Google Doc of, I think it was, or was it Google Sheets? It was one of them yeah. where she has categories, but it is organized very neatly online. Mm-hmm. And So I do both. I have that. a binder where I print recipes also. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a lot of Google Sheets. Mm-hmm. From I've gotten better, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to 
keep track. Katie has been, you know, Katie's really good about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do both. So I, I have a lot of Google Sheets and I have them categorized by like, I don't know, if I'm hosting people from out of town, then I'll have like the whole week in there. So, so smart. That way from year to year, if I have the same people come stay every year, then oh. I just, there it all is. So do you try to do something different or you try to do the same thing every year? Well, I have probably like three or four different weeks mm-hmm. with menus planned for mm-hmm. like a group of 20 if they're staying with you. And so then you can do like, you've got all of your breakfast to choose from, all of your dinners to choose from. And then I have a Winco list and a Costco list and it's already written out. Okay. I need to see this because so. this sounds <laughs> amazing This is just and so come, organized. Well, it's Katie and I will do, she's my sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. So we do, we will do trips together, but she's, she's been the one who's really good about like, okay, well let's set up a sheet for the week. Mm-hmm. And so that got me in the groove of doing it. Mm-hmm. So then when I started having people come stay with us, you knew how to organize it, like, okay. it, kept you on track, keeps you me ha- on track. I don't have to reinvent the wheel every, like every time you have out of town guests, or even if I just want to pull one of the main things for mm-hmm. having, we really like having at least two families at the same time mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. for dinner. And so there it is. It's just like a recipe for 20 and I can, and then I you already have your list. And then I already so I you can quickly go to the store and not have yeah. to be writing everything down and looking back and forth yeah. from three or four different recipes trying to make a list. I mean, I've gotten better about putting the recipes in the sheet mm. of the ones that I always use, mm-hmm. but that is I'm not so organized on that part. Like I still do print things and put them in a binder, so I'm just kind of in between. But I have, I mean, people. I think the younger ladies can use apps and things. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what they do. Yes. <laughs> or they use chat GPT <laughs> to give them shopping lists. Really? My daughter started doing that. Yeah. Where you can just. You just like. Um, put in the link. You can put in a bunch of recipes or. And then it, it'll. Make a shopping it'll list tell you for you. a shopping you? list for you. So I'm not that techie yet. <laughs> I'm not that techie. That is no. so interesting. Yeah. So can you. Do you does she copy and paste the recipe or the link and then say make her grocery I, list? I will have to ask her. Ask her. Yeah. This is. I will have to ask her. Okay. But I'm pretty sure this that is you needed can be information. Like, <laughs> I mean, you can like I think that the kids are doing that. Yeah. They're like yeah, using you know. technology to make things quick and fast yeah. or well, quick and fast <laughs> are synonyms. Yeah. You can, you can are the same word. Things like you know. Mm-hmm. Can you give Quick me and easy. A, a meal plan for the week that will cost less than whatever? I think you could, you could do that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So okay. there you go. That's I have to go world. play with ChatGPT <laughs> and all the others. You know, now there's the competition. I don't know if it's competition or just another version, but apparently Microsoft has one now called something different, another AI. And yeah, yeah. Well, the world is changing yes, around it is. us. <laughs> I'm half in and half out, I guess. Oh, same, same. I definitely still have my 16-year-old son come and help me when there's problems. I've done a couple of Zoom podcasts, and he has to be on hand. And it's still not great, you know, like I still haven't figured it all out, but I'm getting better, so. (laughs) For sure. Which, quick shout out to, we are recording where Catherine Church and her husband, they own a realty company. This is where I record most of the time. Sometimes I do it on Zoom or with my iPhone. But I record in her daylight basement of their realty company. And she they have created a whole new podcast spot, which is just amazing. 
new sound equipment, new microphones. I feel very fancy and very advanced right now. (laughs) I feel like, you know, I've taken a step forward in that digital world that we're talking about. So anyway, thank you, Catherine. It's very fun to be able to record a hopefully very professional sounding podcast if I figured out how to use this equipment correctly. (laughs) Back to food. So that's your menu. It sounds like you've created an amazing way to organize it. Do you use any shortcuts or time savers when you're making this to make it a little bit quicker the day of, or do you make everything the day before your company comes over? I try and always make um, the soup. I always make it the day before, or you can even make it two days before. And it actually is better. I mean, I think most soups are like that. Mm -hmm. You just hold the last, like you don't put the, the cream and the corn you add at the very end. And so you just don't add that and just, Make it. You can make it entirely ahead. And then biscuits always hold really well for a couple hours. And they're better if... They're better they're, fresh. They're better fresh, like baked right away. And then they're also like, even after you cut them and everything, it's better for the gluten to have relaxed for a while in the fridge. So they're actually a little fluffier and lighter. So you can make those beforehand, but then leave them in the fridge for a couple hours before you bake them. So yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah. I always try and do that. And if we're doing it after church, we have done this after church and it works really easy because Mm -hmm. you can, we go to the late service. Mm -hmm. So you can make the biscuits and then just pop them in the fridge while you're gone at church and then come home and bake them. So, and who does not want to walk into a home for lunch, (laughs) smelling fresh baking biscuits in the oven (laughs) That is amazing. Yeah. You know, that's actually a tip. Speaking of having a realty company, real estate company, actually real, it's not a real estate company. It's a realty company. Yeah. Anyway. Either. Speaking of having (laughs) a realty company or trying to sell a home, I've read the tip that if you want to sell your home faster, you need to have something cooking in the oven when people come to tour your home, like fresh baking bread or fresh baking cookies or at least a candle, I guess, that smells like one of them. <laughs> For sure. No, we we always made – so I used to do this, actually. You did? We, um, in the homes that we've bought and sold, mm-hmm. I would buy a white cake mix for like 98 cents, mm-hmm. and then you just bake that. You don't even have to eat it afterwards if you don't want to. You don't have to put the eggs or the oil in, just water, and you bake it in the oven, and then it makes your house smell like vanilla, but like a good vanilla. So when people walk in, it feels Mm -hmm. like home, they're happy, they want to buy your home. You can also take a straight vanilla and put like a tiny dab on your light bulb, like light bulbs. Don't, maybe that's a fire hazard, but I used to do that too, just a little bit. One tiny dab you would think would be okay. That is so interesting. you don't have time for the cake, Uh it's also a hot dip. I've never done that before. It just makes your house smell nice uh when people walk in. That's a really quick air freshener yeah. and not a candle or a spray or something like that. Yeah. That's an interesting well, tip. I don't know. I used to, Making I, people I, feel welcome with the smells. I've done many things, mm-hmm. but you can't do too many candles. That's true. And you don't right. want the ones yeah. that are overpowering your food. So maybe something mm-hmm. small in the bathroom, but if you have them all over your house, then it competes yeah. with your yeah. main meal. That's a fun tip. Very fun tip. What is your best prep tip? When you're having 20 people over, having 20 people you have to serve. Well, I do 
I do like I I like doing it the day before if I can. I just I think what it is is that if you're standing and chopping for an hour or so and then you got the shopping to do and you want to pick up your house a little bit, I just like dividing that between two different days. So, I just like doing all that ahead and then the day of all you have to worry about is setting the table and making sure the bathroom's clean. Maybe lighting a little (laughs) candle in the corner. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I just like shopping ahead. A lot of people, and me included, I like Walmart pickup for Mm -hmm. pantry staples Mm -hmm. and just the things that they always have on hand. They're always ready for you. Mm -hmm. So that's really nice too. I just mostly like doing things ahead of time Mm -hmm. or always thinking like even if it's during the week and I'm thinking... Okay, so I'm making, maybe I'm making soup a different night that week, but I'll do all the onion chopping on that day because they stay fine in a airtight container. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So if yeah. you have everything prepped, it's very easy yeah. to assemble and yeah. cook. Well, I always look for my week of whatever I'm making. If I'm feeling really organized that week, then I'll just see what's ahead. And so if I know that I'm going to make the soup for people on the weekend, then I'm also doing this, and that requires chopped vegetables for that. Then I just take one time, mm-hmm. one mess, and one do clean up. one cleanup and do it all at the same time. That and is then just divide genius. it up for by the day. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like things that are just like if you're mincing garlic or mincing ginger or you're putting them together or whatever it is, I, I like to do it in big batches for the week. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you're doing everything one time. You're not having to wash the same knife and cutting board five times. It saves a lot of time if you can be organized enough to to pull that off. And it really does help to work towards that or move work into that. Yeah. I mean, I think I don't always have every single dinner planned out Mm -hmm. for the week, but I do kind of know after this long, like Mm -hmm. what we go through in a week. I think you just develop like a rhythm of mm-hmm. what your family likes and eats and maybe you always keep these things for these recipes and mm-hmm. sometimes I'll even be like oh yeah I made like I have all that ginger and garlic minced already so now I'm so we're gonna make stir fry tonight <laughs> or what you know like, <laughs> yes it kind of inspires yeah, you to make something yeah. with what you have in the fridge yeah I had a good mini plan this week and was just kicking along doing so good it was the first week of teaching school I came home from school one day thinking, okay, the last menu that I had planned for this week, before I needed to make another plan, I had some kind of chicken with, it was pineapple, soy sauce, I don't know, some kind of glaze that went on it. Okay, I'll make that for tonight. And then I realized my chicken's frozen. Oh, yes, that's the worst. (laughs) Maybe my note to self should have been to put the chicken in the fridge a day or two ahead of time. I mean, I still could have defrosted it and all that, but... Anyway, we no. just ate leftovers that night because I was just yeah. like, no, no, it's just, I'm tired. It's too late oh, in the yeah. day. That has <laughs> happened That so chicken <laughs> later this weekend. Exactly. So many times. So being organized, knowing your plan when you walk in the door or when it's time to start, it's so helpful. I mean, the, the whole rest of the week went pretty well for me, you know, as far as like when I walk in the door, I'm going to start this, I'm going to start chopping this, I'm going to, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, yesterday didn't go so well. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that has happened to all of us, like, countless times where, you know, I had a fridge where the top shelf would freeze things, oh, but I'd yeah. always forget. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you go to get that get thing out. Get the slushy milk. Yeah, and you're like, ooh, 
forgot. The orange juice completely frozen solid. <laughs> the vegetables that are frozen. The lettuce. The, yes. Yeah, the it's lettuce. like, well, you, when yeah. you when you defrost that, it's just not really going to be the same. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> totally done that. Oh, yeah. For sure. What is your best advice for showing warm hospitality to those coming into your home? I, you know, I think just having all the lights on, having some music playing. I like to have drinks set out. I am the type of person that I always forget about drinks. Mm. And so I have, I have to, I have worked really hard on myself to remember to do that. But I think that's when people walk in, you want them to be able to congregate somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so having like drinks set up. And so that's been. What good. drinks do you set up? I What's try your and bar? Always, yeah. I just try and always have water, lemonade, a punch or something for the kids. And then if we're doing, if it's like on the weekend, then we'll do wine for the adults, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. But just having a place where people see where it is and they, you know, you can welcome them in and then walk them to somewhere where they can get a drink and have something in their hand. And we do that a lot. Sometimes we do appetizers. Sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of depends on the flow of the week or what I'm making or mm-hmm. if I remember to do it or not. Always making sure that you're having your lights on and music up. And that way, when people come in the door, they know that it's everybody's having a good time. Mm-hmm. And they immediately have something that they can go and grab and yeah. have something in their hand and have something to eat or drink before the meal starts yeah. if you're not quite ready. Yeah. That's yeah. a great tip. Yep. I'm very practical. I always think of water. But then later I'm like, ooh. I mean, we <laughs> oftentimes up here, especially because it's cold, we'll yeah. offer coffee after dinner. Yeah. But I sometimes think later, like, maybe I should be a little more fun than just water. Oh. Well, water. <laughs> I should offer some lemonade or cute sodas or sparkling water. All of those are great ideas. I often forget. But yeah. Well, mm. I forget too. But then, I mean, the kids really like having. Mm-hmm. Makes think, it a little yeah. more special to have something else yeah. besides water. Besides water. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, yeah, my older kids, they're they're kind of becoming adults now too. So we're still, you know, we're probably growing out of like always having like a kids, you know. Mm-hmm. But then we're still having families over mm-hmm. with little kids too. Right. So we're not totally. How do you make your lemonade? Do you make it from fresh lemons or do you use the quick like no, bottled lime, just, lemon juice. Yeah, I'll just use the powder. I'll just buy stuff. Okay. Yeah, just use a mix. I have a friend in the Maybe. South who did bottled the bottled lemon juice, the real lemon, which oh, I know really? there's probably other stores that may sell fresh real lemon juice as opposed to ones that are shelf stable. Mm-hmm. But she would do. I, maybe there's a recipe on the back. I'm not sure, but she would do the bottled lemon juice. I think it's just sugar and water. Yeah, it was probably. so easy, and the kids yeah. loved it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I should do that. I'm from the South, too. <laughs> I still I don't know. remember to make lemonade. Lemonade, iced tea, all the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, it's fun. I ha- I will say, when you do anything with real sugar, it is very sticky mm-hmm. when it spills. And so it's always like a catch-22 because mm-hmm. I know that the, like, the sugar-free stuff is not – maybe you know maybe it's going to – I don't know, cause cancer or whatever. Yeah. Well, sugar free. I don't know. <laughs> but it's not sticky. I don't know, but it's not sticky. Okay. So if you do like a sugar free lemonade powder or a sugar free soda, like you mix in anything that's 
a diet, considered diet, but then mm-hmm. when it spills all over, it's not sticky. I did so not know this. That's, but I guess, you know, if we're only doing that once a week or once a month, then mm-hmm. it's going to be fine. But yeah, that way when something spills, you're just like, oh, well. Mm-hmm. The other thing I worry about, because most of the time when we're having company over, it's in the evening. In the afternoon, I don't think I would worry about it. But if we have company over in the evening and the kids are small, I always wonder, do the parents want the kids to have that much sugar before bed or caffeine or something like that? So I guess maybe if it was little kids, sparkling water would be an idea. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess then the parents can just decide how much or a small amount. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever ever had anybody complain about that or do I just worry about it? (laughs) I guess I worry about it for them. <laughs> no, I mean, I, yeah, I think people are all, all families are different. Mm-hmm. We have a very wide range, even in our own families of like people who just like have, you know, no cares at all about caffeine or sugar for the little kids. And then other moms that are like, oh, you know, I'd rather that they didn't. Yeah. But I do try and like lay off the, a lot of chocolate recipes have the powdered like espresso. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> if I know that I'm going to serve it that night, then I will not put the the coffee in the Texas sheet cake or the brownies mm-hmm. or whatever. I, I just I ordered an stuff. instant coffee because some of my recipes call for instant coffee. I have these amazing muffins that call for instant coffee. Or like you're mentioning the sheet cake. I ordered one that was decaf. Oh, nice. So I'm thinking maybe if it's nice. at night. I mean, you still have a sugar you still have chocolate, but sure. maybe it wouldn't be as worrisome as an instant espresso yeah. or an instant regular coffee. I'll have to see. Yeah. Tell me I don't if know. You like it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not sure the quality would be high enough to drink, but I ordered it off of Amazon. It, I think it was their brand, like three, maybe it was Whole Foods because I think Amazon bought Whole Foods. It was the Whole Foods brand. But anyway. Yeah. Well, that's a good tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, I there is decaf instant coffee out there. Yeah. I, Might be. I don't worry about it so much now that my kids are older, but I remember if you're having two or three families over with kids under six, mm-hmm. you might want to watch the <laughs> watch the caffeine and sugar and chocolate espresso brownies. Yeah, <laughs> I have a really funny story. I don't think I've told this on here before. Okay, so I lived in the South. Obviously, I've lived in the South most of my life. Came to visit Becca Merkel when she was first married, and they had Knox. He was a baby. And I told her, we'll do it. You know, obviously we'll have dinner at your house, but I'm going to plan the menu. I'm going to bring all the ingredients. I'm going to make everything. And this was before I was a coffee drinker. <laughs> and I did had never really lived in the Northwest where everybody drinks coffee all the time. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody's systems are different where they can, some people can drink coffee and it not affect them at all. They drink coffee mm-hmm. all day and they can still sleep. Not me. So I don't even remember what we made together, like the dinner. But I know for dessert, I was very proud to serve chocolate espresso milkshakes oh, wow. with whipped cream on top and oh. shaved chocolate on top. So and they were so delicious. And I kept thinking that as I was laying there at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> completely unable to sleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like for sure. And I realized, oh, that's what espresso does to a person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and probably the chocolate and the sugar and everything else. It was a learning experience. Yeah. yeah. Especially, especially like shots of espresso. Yes. Over, yes. Whether it's in the dessert or yeah. over ice cream. Yeah. I was I was young and yeah. did not know much <laughs> about the world of espresso and coffee. I was just reading an ingredient, oh, you know. Oh, funny. Oh, three shots of espresso. 
let's make some espresso. Yeah. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? And, you know, and for them, it may not have it, likely, I don't remember her saying she stayed up till 3 a.m. So uh, they probably didn't bother them at all. You know, they're just like used to it or their body just yeah. processed it. They didn't, you know, we slept just fine. Well, for me, I don't know that I even slept that night. But <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't been there. Yeah. I'm more of a just have it in the morning one time. Mm-hmm. Me too. Call it good. Me too. <laughs> That's that's the same for me. I I can't drink it too late in the day at all. Even decaf, I try to not drink super. Like I can't have a hot cup of decaf right before bed. It would still, it's still enough to keep me awake. Unfortunately, because I do like coffee. Yeah, well, it's a good reminder to always have decaf mm-hmm. around when mm-hmm. you're having people over. Because a lot of people want decaf. Maybe it's now that we're all getting into our. You know, mm-hmm. later, yes. 40s and 50s, all of our friends are like, yeah, you know. I agree. That is a very good tip to have both. I, I do try to have a bag of each and then offer to make decaf because there's some people who really would enjoy it, but they can't do the regular at night and they would love it if you, with their dessert if you could offer decaf. What is your must-have kitchen item and where can we find it? Okay. So for this, I do have a giant tall soup pot so if you want to make this like you know the big size mm-hmm. i brought it so let me, let me it. see, I want you to see this. so here <gasps> is my favorite pot of all time okay so this is what tell I us use. all about it have you have you seen no. one like this no before? it's just like the widest shallowest pot that you can find so it looks like a soup pot mm-hmm. but it's like twice as wide mm-hmm. and shallow so it, it is just the best for browning everything well because so, it has so much space on the bottom mm-hmm. how do you fit that on a burner <laughs> or does yeah. it have you know some have those rings where it supposedly distributes the heat and it can i think it does kind of spread out and keep I, the whole thing hot i put it on my my big Mm-hmm. but then I also turn on the one behind and I turn on the middle because mm-hmm. I have a gas stove. So I have one of those middle ones, Yes, but for sure I use two burners on one side. So sometimes, I mean, I will just use all three burners mm-hmm. and it's that big, but I love it. It I, reminds me of it. I have a huge skillet mm-hmm. that's, that's deep and I use it for so many things, but this is taller. It, it's like that, except more of a soup pot. I mean, it, I guess it is a soup pot. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is. So like for this recipe, you can easily just brown everything in this one pot and then it's mm-hmm. still, you can feed like 20 to 30 out of this. I think if you did more than that, you'd probably graduate to the tall one. But I don't love using my tall soup, soup mm-hmm. pot because it's harder know, to stir. It's just harder and... to stir. And it, I don't know. So yeah, I probably will need to break that out. For the fall, but this is just for if you're having two or three families over and it and you just want to make everything in one pot. I use this for everything. So okay, tell it. us the brand. So it is a it's a Winco brand, which mm-hmm. is actually not it's not the grocery store, but mm-hmm. just the restaurant supply. Um, and I think on my website I have online. the Winco hotel pans mm-hmm. listed. So it's the same company. Mm-hmm. So they make these. I try and ask for just one nice thing for like birthdays and Christmas. And so this was one of my birthdays. So yeah. Isn't it funny how our birthday lists change as we become moms and (laughs) we're feeding a family. I love it. 
Yeah, but this is my my favorite pot, and I would use it occasionally when I was at Katie's house, my sister-in-law, because she has all the things for catering. And every time I'd be like, I love this pot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just really do. No, I love so, it just looking at it. Yeah. I can tell it would be my favorite. Yeah. So, and then every time that I have somebody over, everyone's like, where did you get that pot? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well... Katie showed me. This I've pot. never seen one like it. it I've really only seen the, the tall, more narrow soup pots. Just the yeah. standard, except taller. Except taller. Mm-hmm. But this one, I mean, there's a lot of browning when mm-hmm. you like. Yes, and if you do too much in one, like let's say onions, and they start just steaming mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. So having a lot more surface area on the bottom yeah. is ideal for getting them brown. Yes. So you're not supposed to crowd. Mm-mm. You know, in a crowd for mm-hmm. good browning. Or if you're trying to brown meat, (laughs) I make beef tips and rice or beef stew. And if you want to brown your pieces of beef, you have to do it in batches. Well, if you have a regular soup pot, that that circle on the bottom is pretty small. You're doing what you have here. You could double what I normally have to do. You could double the amount. It saves a lot of time Mm -hmm. because you can you don't have to brown it. Depending on how many you're cooking for. If it's just a couple of families, then you can just brown in one in mm-hmm. one round. So that's my favorite. I use it all the time. And I then, love it. Yeah. Well, so. my birthday just passed. So <laughs> well, Christmas, <laughs> Christmas not, time. Christmas, Christmas list. Too, <laughs> Christmas is not too far away. But yeah, this is by far my most used pot. Okay. So. Well, I will post yeah. a link to this on the website. Again, it's comeoverfordinner.com. You can find her recipes and then the products that she recommends or that anyone has recommended will be under the shop section. And there will be a picture and a link so you can go and see what we're actually talking about and find it if and buy it if it went, if you need it on your Christmas list, then it will be there. <laughs> you can just send your husband the link, you know, <laughs> or your sister, or your mom, just hint, hint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I might really need this pot in my exactly. kitchen. You have to ask for one cooking thing, but then, you know, you can branch out and ask for other things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this one is the best. Yes. I, I love it. I remember Katie saying that she had a list of cookbooks and that was yeah. her list. Yeah. She liked having new cookbooks to look at. Yeah. It's also a great idea. Yeah, for sure. But this is even good for when you're not having people over and mm-hmm. you're just cooking in batches for your own family. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about yes. that too. Where you just need to brown hamburger or a bunch of sausage. I was, I was helping my my boys plan for their. They work out really early in the morning, mm-hmm. and so they're very hungry afterwards. I was helping them learn how to like batch prep breakfast burritos, and we we're browning all the sausage in this thing because it can take so much at once. Mm-hmm. So that's a fabulous idea to teach your kids how to do that and yeah. how to prep ahead and how to make a large batch. Because if you do the work once, now for, I don't know how many mornings it will last, but for countless mornings, they have a breakfast burrito they can pull out of the freezer or whatever else they've prepped. Yes. We're we're working on that because the first week of school was definitely like, we need to figure out how to get more food Mm -hmm. during the day. I'm starving, (laughs) mom. (laughs) Well, we need bigger lunch boxes and Mm -hmm. lots and lots of batch prepping. So Well, and for kids that are participating in sports... They're working out early in the morning. You just ramp up the calorie need. 
And so it's also mom trying to get her feet under her with the amounts of food. So for a pot like this, I'm thinking how genius would it be, you know, even if you're just serving your own family on a weeknight, instead of making one soup recipe, make two or three and freeze Mm -hmm. the other ones. I love freezing ahead. (laughs) I do too. I absolutely love it. And I need to do it more when I have time. Yeah. I do it. Whenever I have out-of-town company coming for a long period of time, like say a week or two weeks or whatever, I try to, a couple of months ahead of time, start cooking and freezing. I'll cook whatever we're making. Like, let's say I'm making a batch of muffins. Well, I, yeah. if I can at all, okay, double or triple the recipe, leave one out for the family, put the others in the freezer. And every time I cook, I'm trying to cook something that I can freeze because then when your company comes in, you're not cooking and cleaning the entire time they're there. You have all these pre-made yep. things you can pull out and put in the oven or just leave out to defrost on the counter like with muffins. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I totally agree. And things, I mean, if you're going to make it for your family anyway, then mm-hmm. why not double or triple it mm-hmm. and keep it in the freezer? Yes. You have to have freezer space. So on those busy so, nights, yeah. yes, that is true. Freezer space, it can be limiting. So, yeah. You have to decide, can I do that? If you don't have a deep freeze, if you have room for a deep freeze, you can buy a tiny chest freezer yeah. or even look on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace or something like that. You can find some, but you do have to have space for it, Yeah, which I mean, can be tricky. It can be. I mean, when we were, when you're young and moving around a lot, mm-hmm. but I mean, after you get kind of settled, that was one of our first Craigslist purchases, mm-hmm. like an extra freezer. Mm-hmm. So. It just makes everything easier. It really does. So many weeknight things that you can double or triple since you're making it anyway Mm -hmm. and just put it away. Mm -hmm. So when our son got married last June, it was last June, a little over a year ago. Yes, they just had their first year anniversary. We had a lot of family coming into town and I did what I'm talking about. And it was so nice to be able to spend that weekend the days leading up, the weekend, maybe the day after, I don't remember, people that came and went at various times, but it was so nice to be able to just enjoy, not just hanging out at the house talking, but there's so many activities when it comes to a wedding. There's a rehearsal dinner, there's For sure, you know, yeah. just different things at different mm-hmm. people's homes or active, you know, prepping, like setting up chairs for the dinner or, or, or um, sorry, wedding. And then after they're gone on their honeymoon. There was the cleanup the next oh, yeah. day. And so I just remember there were so many times when I could just yeah. grab food mm-hmm. and let's go, you know, and it was, it didn't matter how many people we had in the house. I just had bags and bags of food and I was yeah. feeding hungry teenage boys. Oh yeah. Lex's friends had come from out of town. And I remember the day after the wedding, we were cleaning up with the Merkel family. All these boys wake up hungry, but we need to be at the kitchen like, right now. So we were throwing breakfast burritos. Fr- oh, Speaking of frozen yeah. breakfast burritos, we were throwing frozen breakfast burritos in the microwave. Oh, yeah. I was grabbing muffins off the counter and we were eating on the way mm-hmm. and it was just fabulous. And then we could be on time helping. I, we called it Team Lex. Yeah. <laughs> With Team Lex, we're here. We're going to yeah. help help do the cleanup and the breakdown. We had to take down all the chair or the guys took down all the chairs and the ladies were in the kitchen. And oh, yeah, but yeah, but the family just pitches in and mm-hmm. helps and you got to feed them while they're there. Yes. That's so, yeah. that's so, so having freezer meals ahead of times, it, it was just, it made it so much more fun. Yeah. It really did. So yeah. 
one of these days, I'm going to do a podcast with my daughter-in-law. We've talked about it already, talking about freezer meals because she loves to do that. And yeah. my my son, he's over six foot and over 200 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> she does uh, freezer meals just for, for him sure. or just for their yeah. family. And it's just the two of them. They just had their second baby. But yeah, but she's yeah. like, I love freezer meals. So we're going to do, yeah, we're going to get should. on and talk about it and do, it, do a whole episode on it. I think everybody gets like, what your family likes over mm-hmm. the years and then what freezes really well. So mm-hmm. if you can combine those two things, mm-hmm. what does my family really eat and love yes. versus what freezes really well and then mm-hmm. mix the two together, then those are the meals that I am constantly batch mm-hmm. cooking and then freezing. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to make pulled pork, then why? I mean, that is like something mm-hmm. where I'm just like, if I'm going to smoke one pork shoulder, then I'm going to smoke four and yes. do all the mess in one day. Yes. Like it's so messy uh-huh. to have to shred and it all. And you never know exactly when it's going to be done anyway, when it's going to be fall- falling off the bone, but just things like that. So if I'm going to do one, I might as well do mm-hmm. four. Or if I'm going to make enchiladas, like something time intensive, mm-hmm. why not make four pans mm-hmm. instead of just one? Yes. <laughs> just, there's other things like and that. And then you, when the nights that you are really busy, you can come home yep. or, or you, if you think ahead and defrost your chicken early (laughs) (laughs) or pull those that pulled pork out early, if you think about it ahead of time or when it, whenever it is, when you're thinking we're having company over, I can pull out this pulled pork. I mean, it's just the most amazing thing. Yes. Just, especially the things that are just time intensive Mm -hmm. or messy. I'm, I'm all about the ones that are, that just cause a lot of dishes. Mm -hmm. And so I like those to be like Mm -hmm. mashed potatoes. I like doing those. In big batches. Do you freeze mashed potatoes? I do. And they, they freeze really well if you, I mean, you use, make sure that you put like a stabilizer in there, like the a sour cream. Sour cream, cream butter. Or cream cheese works Cream really cheese, well. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they freeze just fine. I've talked about my disaster. Oh, have you? <laughs> of not knowing that. Because oh. I'd never in my life frozen potatoes. Oh, were they watery? Well, I, my mother-in-law had a garden and had done, we pulled, dug up all these amazing red new potatoes and they were so delicious. And I thought, well, I'm going to be so amazing and freeze garden vegetables. And it was a disaster because I didn't realize that to freeze, I boiled them all, mashed them. And all I had to do was add some fats to it and just make the mashed potatoes. Did not realize that. Yeah. And when I defrosted them later thinking my family is going to have delicious mashed potatoes it was just this mealy watery mess it was just it had to go in the trash it was a tragedy but I learned my lesson so now if I ever do frozen mashed potatoes I would I would just make them without the green onions if if you want to do green onions I don't know if those would freeze very well but no probably not but just make them and then pull them out or um twice baked potatoes takes longer Mm -hmm. but I have done twice baked potatoes with yeah. freezing those and they are beautiful and delicious mm-hmm. and so fun for company. Yeah. Yep. Well, which is the same thing as making mashed potatoes. Yes. You're just putting it in a cute little shell. Yeah. I just think, you know, doing it, those are also like an ahead of time thing. Mm-hmm. And for some reason they just seem to cause a lot of dishes. Mm-hmm. So they do. I like just having that done and everything's cleaned up and then you're not doing it the same day as you're having people over. Mm hmm. Your yeah. kitchen's clean, but then also when they leave, you really don't have much cleanup work to do. Especially if you do them in the foil pans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from Yes. I, most of what I freeze are in like the foil mm-hmm. disposables. I've also learned that over the years because 
I would take my regular dishes and freeze them. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) I only have one 13 by nine glass pan (laughs) and it is in the freezer. Uh, What do I do? And I also learned that if you do use your own pan, maybe you should put foil in the bottom or something where you could lift it out, Mm -hmm. wrap it up really well. That's a good idea. And, and then you have your pan. So then if you need to use that pan to put it in the oven, it'll, it fits. You can put that foil back, foil wrapped, whatever back in the pan. Anyway, Mm -hmm. tips for, (laughs) for freezing things. Exactly. So tell us a story. Do you have a story after all your years of hospitality, cooking for a family, has everything always gone perfectly? <laughs> no, it never it never does. Never does. Never does. We had well, I do have a funny story actually, but we did have this phase in Seattle where we had so many little kids and one of the toilets was always overflowing. So mm. I don't know if it was our house or what, but we we kind of had to my husband and I had to set a schedule. You had to leave the conversation, you had to go and like check because we had so many little kids and everyone was potty training and yes. that was a fun time. That was probably just a phase or maybe it was the house or something. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, but, there are older houses that just have poor plumbing. Yeah, I don't know. That was just a, a hilarious phase of like mm-hmm. everyone, there was always somebody in every bathroom because we had so many toddlers. <laughs> so that was a fun time. It's funny but, to excuse yourself like, I'll be right back. Yeah, and all right you're doing back. is like <laughs> racing to the bathroom reconnaissance to see if everything's flushed fun. and not overflowing. Yes, and it was, it was such a funny phase. But I do, I, my worst horror story, I, it, was, it was not having people over for dinner, but I was hosting a shower. And I had hosted many showers. I grew up kind of in a hosting family and so have it pretty dialed down, mm-hmm. I thought. And we were new to a town and so relatively new to the church, but this younger single gal wanted to host a shower and she was like, I'll take care of everything. I mean, this is a smaller church, so this is, you know, you're doing invitations and favors and she was lining up the pastor's wife to speak and making it really special and mm-hmm. it was a, a fun shower. And I was like, well, that's fine. I will do all the food and the drinks and I will host. So you take care of everything else and I will happily host for you. Cause she was like, I just can't fit everybody in my apartment or whatever. And so the morning of the shower, I had everything set up and I, I make everything ahead of time, but I didn't have anything like nothing was assembled. Shall we say she drove up and her mom and her sister got out and I looked at my watch and I was like, oh my gosh, they're, they're here so early. I was like, wow, two hours early. Like that's pretty early, but I'm like, oh, it's going to be fine. Come on in. I still have two hours. I still have two hours. There's post-it notes and like the serving dishes of where I need to remember to put mm-hmm. things. Which but, is a fabulous idea. But I think I was doing, I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember what I was doing. I'm, I know I was doing a mimosa bar. Ooh. With like different fruit juices and, uh-huh. and some champagne, champagne or sparkling cider for mm-hmm. the kids. Because there's always like a lot of junior high and high school age girls that mm-hmm. like to come. And then I was doing something else. And I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was some kind of yogurt buffet mm-hmm. where you could have like a lot of different toppings. Mm-hmm. Like granola fruit, yes, that sort nuts, of thing. Like a bunch of different bowls. And then mm-hmm. I had, I had baked a bunch of stuff ahead of time. So, I need to come to one of your showers. Was, this sounds like, delicious. It was fun. <laughs> and I, you know, when your kids are younger and you're home a lot, it was, you know, 
It's mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Like you get everything ready. But then I looked out the window and like five more cars were pulling up. What <laughs> in the world? Like, and so I said to the guy, I was like, well, people Why are really people early. Coming like, they early? forget that there's no traffic on the freeway? What's the deal? It's a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and she just looked at me with like this face of horror. And she was like, oh, I forgot to tell you that I changed the time. No, no. <laughs> she did. How can you forget that detail? She, it was hilarious. And like, we just had this moment where we looked at each other and then I looked out the window again and there was like 20 more cars parking. I just had 40 women streaming through the door. Okay. That's, that is a small nightmare. (laughs) So for somebody who likes to like be prepped and ready. God was stretching you that day. And I didn't, I didn't know most of them either because we were pretty new. Uh And so it was also. So you trying to be. Very put together and impressive. (laughs) You're like, I'm two hours behind now. Yeah. So that was just a really funny moment. And I was like, well, here we go. And, you know, they're all church ladies. And I will say this, this one lady brought her teenage daughters into the kitchen. And she didn't, she didn't ask if she could help. She just said, put us to work. And it was like the sweetest thing ever. Did she realize that did she hear of what had I, happened? Oh, I didn't say anything to anybody. Okay. Like, she mean, just was there to help. I didn't want, like, yeah. Right. I you didn't want people to feel like you're not here on time. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I didn't say anything to anybody. I just, you know. Well, thankfully, maybe what you were so. serving was pre-done. <laughs> as far as your baking was oh, pre-done, yeah, your granola all, was there, was your yogurt was there. Like, putting things out. Yes. Assembling like, them, putting them in dishes. Yes. Having all these ladies walk in my door to like empty everything mm-hmm. just that well one thing about a, bunch, a group of ladies is they'll start chitter chattering oh, and yeah, visiting no, it, and it, it so was, long was, that they won't notice while you're scooping things in dishes exactly. and <laughs> no it was totally fine I went into like turbo mode and grabbed stuff out and we got it all set and so within like 20 minutes I would say we were you were there we were ready to go business, but everybody was on time and that was just a really ready to have thing. their granola bar <laughs> or their yogurt bar yeah, and totally their mimosa bar. It was just it wow because so I I definitely was like, oh, this is happening, and mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know anybody. They're all coming in to yep. empty tables. Yes, just empty display tables. Yes, tablecloths, empty cake plates. Well, maybe they learned some lessons in, that day of okay, the pictures. way that you prep for one of these things. <laughs> in case they were nervous about hosting, you know. Okay, so you have all your dishes laid out. You have a card in the bottom of each one telling where everything <laughs> goes. I mean, maybe you helped a lot of ladies that day. That, that <laughs> to is know one way to how to it. host a shower. This host. is what it looks like before the food goes into the dish it was so funny because it definitely was in the church bulletin at the new time had been put in the church bulletin but i didn't you weren't reading that i I didn't read it or Mm -hmm. i just missed it or maybe we were sick that week well or your brain could just not have even registered it because you had already locked in what you and your friend had talked about so it just kind of skimmed over it conversation Mm -hmm. you know it was all it was Mm -hmm. all good but Mm -hmm. yeah that was not (sighs) but also you look back and you can laugh now. I mean, I laughed in the moment too because I was like, "You kind of oh, had to." So a tear to. didn't trickle down. Exactly. There's nothing to do but just laugh and just be like, "Oh, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out." Mm-hmm. So it totally was. Oh, wow, you're a brave soul just for hosting the party to begin with, but but then to just put a smile yes. on and keep going yeah. despite the two hour time difference. Yep. Yep. That's and that has not happened since. I that has never happened. 
Your brain really cues in when it sees an announcement on a church bulletin. What time does it say? Or when you're going what to does my group house. text say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going to somebody's house or you're inviting someone over. It doesn't hurt to send a reminder text. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this mm-hmm. is the time. Yep. I'll see you at six. I'll see you at six. Not five. Not five. <laughs> it's so funny because everything that you usually do like happens in that last hour. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, even if you're having somebody for dinner. There's, Have a, you- there's a lot you kind of just... You're like without in the last hour and you're just cruising around usually by yourself or with your kids and cranking it out. Have you ever noticed during daylight savings time, somebody walk into church as it's ending? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that definitely has happened. Yes. That's always funny too when somebody with daylight savings time, if if they haven't set forward or backwards, it's, it's always really funny. Those first 24 hours, what people will pull off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get a lot done. So be aware if you invite someone to your home during that day, (laughs) during those 24 hours, if you say six, they might show up at five. Well, our phones update now. Oh, that's true. We don't have those funny stories anymore. I feel like that was really back in the day whenever. Yeah. Back in the days of Back in the day when the cell phones weren't smart. Yes. I do. I do remember somebody showing up at the end of church as the pastor was saying his last (laughs) closing thoughts. like oh oh i guess this is 11 not 10 oh it has always it has happened yeah for sure. but yes you're right now that our our phones update we we really don't we don't have those fun stories anymore so many benefits of technology mm-hmm. well this was so fun thank you so much for joining me today i cannot wait to post these recipes and to try this menu the weather here is already starting to get cooler at night and so this is a perfect thing to serve and it sounds like it'll freeze really well it does so i need to make a triple batch and i need to go look for this pot because it's amazing until next time bye for now a quick message for my fabulous listeners I am the type of person that if I go shopping, I have a hard time saving all of the presents for the special day, whether it's a birthday or a Christmas present. If I feel like it might be an extra gift or a bonus gift, I might justify giving it early because I just can't wait (laughs) to see their reaction. I've thought about them. I bought something for them and I just really want to give it to them. Similarly, I get excited about all of the happenings surrounding my podcast and the fabulous guests that I have on, and I just can't resist releasing everything immediately. But now I'm facing the challenge of starting a Patreon page. It's tough for me to create content just for my Patreon community because I love sharing everything with everyone. However, in order to cover the costs of the podcast hosting and my website, as well as plan more exciting giveaways, I'm making an effort to save some surprises for special moments. Just like Christmas gifts or birthday gifts, I'm holding a few things back for the Patreon community. So I hope you'll consider supporting your favorite podcast. And by doing so, you'll get an exclusive sneak peek at some entertaining extras that don't make it onto the show. For the price of a cup of coffee at your favorite cafe, you can help support Come Over for Dinner. Thanks for considering it.